What's up, Grinches? Welcome to the final episode of our Christmas movie countdown. My name is Steph. And I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we talk about our childhood favorite movies and video games and see if they still hold up as adults. This episode is so bittersweet. As Steph said before, we are sad because it's the last episode of our Christmas countdown. So sad. I know. And this month feels like it went by so fast, but we're really excited because Christmas is only two days away. Did you get all your gifts? Yes. Are you sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We also have a recurring guest joining us for a fun little game today. So stay tuned for that between our movies. Yay! For our final Christmas countdown episode, we wanted to go out with a bang and review two of our favorite movies ever. Ever. These two classics are actually two versions of the same story. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. First, we will review the OG 1966 Grinch cartoon special starring Boris Karloff. Then we will review the 2000 live action film adaptation starring Jim Carrey. I guess you could say that this episode will, in a way, be a lot of us comparing and contrasting the two Grinch movies. Now, we also know that there is a third Grinch film that was released in 2018 starring Benedict Cumberbatch, and that film is adorable, but for nostalgic purposes, we want to stick with the two Grinch movies we grew up watching. So with that being said, let's get into it. Well, as I'm sure everyone probably already knows, the 1966 How the Grinch Stole Christmas TV special was based on the 1957 children's book of the same name by the incomparable Dr. Seuss himself. The special first premiered on the U.S. on CBS Network on December 18, 1966. It features the voice of Boris Karloff as both the Grinch and the narrator, and was directed and co-produced by Chuck Jones, whose name you might recognize from his work on other classic cartoons like Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies, Tom and Jerry, and many, many more. Wait, it's that Chuck Jones? That very same Chuck Jones. What? That is insane. Right? That's insane. Chuck Jones was actually the co-creator as well for four of the most widely beloved cartoon characters ever, pretty much. So he co-created Marvin Martian, Pepe Le Pew, Wile E. Coyote, and The Roadrunner. Oh, wow. But this is not a Chuck Jones review, so let's get back to the cringe. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a plot summary of the 1966 TV special from IMDb written by an anonymous author. Bitter and hateful, the Grinch is irritated at the thought of the nearby village having a happy time celebrating Christmas. So disguised as Santa Claus, with his dog made to look like a reindeer, he raids the village to steal all the Christmas things. The village is sure to have a sad Christmas this year. Womp, womp, womp. Ha, ha, ha. All right, Lex. Well, let's jump into some fun facts about this movie. I'm excited. So to be totally fair... There were so many fun facts about this movie. We really had to narrow them down to a few good ones yes. for you guys. I think that goes for both movies. For both yeah, movies. Yeah, there were a lot. Yeah. Um, so we tried to narrow it down to the most interesting or the craziest or funniest or most out there ones that we could find. Right. So the first one for The Grinch from 1966 is Thurl Ravenscroft, who sang the infamous theme song for The Grinch. You're a mean one. Yes, Exactly. He's best known as the voice of Tony the Tiger in numerous Frosted Flakes TV commercials. What? Yeah, right? That was my reaction. 
he was picked to sing these songs because his voice has an extremely deep bass. So they thought this would be a memorable voice to to do the song. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. All right. So one weird thing that we wanted to mention is that the Grinch has a strange history with another childhood favorite. The Jungle Book. Tell me more. Yes. So the 1966 Grinch came out three days after Walt Disney died on December 15th, 1966. Mm -hmm. The crazy part about this is that the last movie Walt Disney worked on was The Jungle Book. So Boris Karloff gained the job voicing the narrator from The Grinch from a recording of him reading The Jungle Book. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. That's not even the craziest part. Like, all three Grinches have something to do with the Jungle Book somehow. So, (laughs) also in 2014, The Guardian and many other news outlets reported that Disney was coming out with a live-action Jungle Book, but that Ron Howard was to direct a different version with Warner Brothers at the same time. However, the role of director went to Andy Serkis instead, and in 2018, Netflix released the film. And the last connection between the two is with Benedict Cumberbatch, who also voices the Grinch and Cher Khan in Andy Serkis's Netflix Jungle Book film. That's so many things that are somehow connected to the Jungle Book that... It's so strange. Like, it's a small world. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, those are the two most random movies. There's a strangest movie you have anything compare. to do with them. Not even that, like, not even to compare, but to have anything to do with each other. Like, yeah, it's the Jungle Book and it's the Grinch and Whoville. What? That's Just insane. Total opposites. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My last fun fact is that the lyrics to the song "Fahu Fores" were made to imitate classical Latin, and they did such a good job of it that after the special aired, the studio received letters asking for a translation from people who believed that it was real Latin. Wait, that's amazing. People were just calling in. They were like, "Um, this isn't in my Latin dictionary. Um, excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is people saying. People have Latin dictionaries. <laughs> I feel like there are some people in the world who study like ancient dead languages. Yeah. There's gotta be. This is very bored. I feel like that's a whole specialty. I feel like that's literally just linguistics. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if this pandemic lasts any longer, I might be in the same boat. <laughs> like, I want to see might. you with the Duolingo owl. <laughs> Excuse me, do you have this on Rosetta Stone? <laughs> Can I get muzzy for Latin? Um <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. So the last fun fact that I have is that Dr. Seuss wrote the lyrics to all the songs in this movie. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I don't know when Dr. Seuss actually died. Oh wow. So Dr. Seuss didn't even die until 1991. Okay. I don't know why I thought he died in like the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, all the all the greats I feel like passed away before we were even born. So. Just throwing that out there. You're just referring to Dr. Seuss and Freddie Mercury because it was the same year. <laughs> you just read my mind. Like, <laughs> I know who we are as people. <laughs> right. As a single tear just falls from my eye right now. Literally. All right. So how much did we actually watch this as kids? I'm going to be super honest. This is one of those movies that not only did I watch every Christmas as a kid, but this was easily one of my biggest comfort movies. This was the sort of movie uh, where I just watched it 
all the time. So we kept our VHSs for Christmas in our Christmas storage in the basement. And if I could somehow dig in there and pull out the Grinch and put it in every month, I would have. Yeah. The Grinch is like, to me, what kids today like do with Frozen, where they yeah. just watch Frozen 80,000 times and their parents are sick of it and never want to see it again. That was me with the Grinch. What about you? For me, with the 1966 version, I watched it every year for Christmas, but it wasn't like my favorite favorite. I I loved it and I love that it's the original Grinch and I thought it was like amazing. But we'll we'll see later what my comfort movie is. You guys can probably guess from that, just, like, <laughs> just from me saying that, that my comfort movie is the second Grinch movie. So I definitely watched that one more. But yeah, so I watched this one every Christmas, but it... It wasn't a religious thing where I had to pop it in the VHS player or... Right. I think I mainly watched it on TV. That's fair. Yeah. That's where a lot of people, I think, watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you remember about it from your childhood? I think I remembered most the way the Grinch treated Max during this one. Oh, yeah. Because he's a lot angrier in this version. Yeah. And he definitely treats Max worse than he does in other versions in this one so um yeah so i remember that and then i just remember him i remember the smile obviously the infamous yeah grinch smile and then basically just the whole scene where he steals christmas i thought i always loved that part where he just slunks around the tree <laughs> i love when he slunks so like like stuff like that nothing too crazy um i guess i didn't see this movie enough to remember a lot about it but what about you um, can I just say everything? Um, <laughs> it's it's easy for me, I think, to remember things about it from my childhood just because, like I said, I watched it all the time and it's only 30 minutes long. Right. So I guess what was your favorite part when you were a kid? Favorite part when I was a kid? I mean, the whole him stealing Christmas part is sort of, you know, the most iconic scene. It's literally the movie. Yeah. So what was it like for us to rewatch this as adults. I know you said you watch this every year, but what was it like now that you're a grown woman, now that your birthday just passed and you have a new outlook on life? <laughs> Am I old now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the uh, the vote of confidence. <laughs> it's still equally as cute as it was when I was a kid. It's still equally a comfort movie. It's to emphasize how much I love this movie. This is this theme song from this movie is my dad's ringtone for me on his cell phone. Oh my so like if that gives anybody any type of context about how much I love the Grinch movies. That's amazing. My dad, That's my dad's uh, ringtone for me. And my family knows me by getting me Grinch stuff. One of my uncles just shipped me um, a mask to wear during COVID and it has the Grinch on it. Oh my like, goodness. I'm a huge, huge Grinch fan, Grinch buff, if that's a thing. I love that. It's definitely my favorite, absolute favorite Christmas movie and absolute favorite uh you know, Christmas story. Yeah. So all of that aside, I guess it's still awesome. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. You know, it's, there's not really uh, anything that I have to complain about from it, from rewatching it. There's yeah. nothing that I felt like, you know, I was like, oh, that's problematic now that I'm, you know, rewatching it with fresh eyes. Cause yeah. like I said, I, I rewatch it every year because I think it's super unproblematic. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's like sort of my take on it but I kind of want to hear what it was like for you to rewatch it and go through the whole thing again I really enjoyed it and like you said it's kind of hard to critique this at all because it is such a classic and it's such an amazing movie and the story's great like 
what other fun way to teach kids that Christmas is more than just gifts and people who are hurting other people are just hurting inside than yeah. making them watch The Grinch? Like, yes. it's just, it's such a lighthearted and fun movie. And I love the animation. Yeah, same. It's so yeah. soft. It's that soft 1960s. I would liken it to the old Scooby-Doo cartoons or the old Tom and Jerry yes. cartoons. It's like so soft and so like, and so fun. Yeah, it's pleasant to the eye. Yeah. And I mean, everything today is so 3D and digital and like, yeah. like Frozen is a whole different animation than this, but... I feel like the animation like Frozen has is all we see today. Yeah. So when you get a when you get a break and you see the old 1966 animation of the Grinch, it's it's fresh and it's it's really appealing to the eye. Yeah. And you're like, oh, something new. I love it. And it's so classic and nostalgic and classy. And exactly. That's what I was gonna say. There's just something so nostalgic and pleasing about 2D animation. Yeah. And we've moved so far. I think as a culture, like you said, we're really into the 3d animation you know characters that look like cartoons but real people at the same time like you can reach out and touch them yes and there's just still something so pleasing about 2d animation you know they don't call the 90s disney's you know renaissance era they don't call it that for nothing because that's when we were really just pushing out just beautiful incredible 2d animation work so yeah i think there's something to be said for that maybe we're biased because we grew up watching those 90s movies and stuff like that yeah for sure yeah even just the colors and the decorations in whoville and the colors of whoville and the building shapes and everything is just so much fun but it's so funny because i took notes on this and i was like i will never understand people who are patient enough to wait until christmas eve to decorate <laughs> right <laughs> i am the day after thanksgiving it is Yum. go time my house is decked out like it is on i already finished shopping everything <laughs> it is christmas time i'm personally the kind of person who decorates on november 1st <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just that kind of person i feel like Christmas is so fun and such a good feeling a good time that it's worth more than just a month to celebrate yeah so yeah I don't understand people who wait until literally like the weekend before or the day before because I'm like you're missing all the beauty and splendor of it yeah and I mean I guess that helps with the anticipation of it and you I feel like you probably get more excited if you wait to decorate yeah but you only get to enjoy it for one day and then it's over exactly I don't know. Maybe some people just don't want the mess or something, but like, I love it. Maybe. And it's, it might be cliche of me to say, but it really is the most wonderful time of yeah. the year. Like it really it is. Truly it's just, is. it's such a, such a magical time. Agreed. Another thing that I found kind of funny watching this as an adult was that I never caught that the Grinch gave us his age. So he says for 53 years, I put up with it now. Yes. Yes, he does say that. And like I said, I grew up watching the the live action, the Jim Carrey version, and he doesn't say it in that one. He says, year after year, I put up with it now. And so when he said, for 53 years, I put up with it now, I was like, dang, like, that's a lot of years. And I know we're not a we're not reviewing the newest one, the 2018 one, but he does say for 53 years, I put up with it now in that one as well. And I was like, dang. 
they just outnumbered Jim Carrey. They were like, we're 53 and you better deal with it. They were just like, this is the canon Grinch age. So you're 53 and you have to understand that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then when he was going through and telling you everything that the Who's do down in Whoville on Christmas Day. Right. I was thinking to myself, the Who's? sound kind of annoying like he's (laughs) they're loud neighbors yeah i'm like he's kind of justified in disliking them a little bit yeah i mean he justifies it to me i have very loud neighbors they are constantly screaming and making noise and banging yeah literally right outside my window at all hours of the night if that was my neighbors i would also try to steal their christmas if i could get in you know so (laughs) i understand it (laughs) just dress up like santa and paint yourself green i just understand the need to become a super villain after listening to right. that <laughs> oh my gosh i i will say i love how dr seuss has the ability to make up words for these fictional worlds and we're just like okay like <laughs> like that's that like i want a pantuka on the ceiling like, something like on the ceiling i do i'm like oh my goodness everything that everything that comes out of their mouths and he's like oh they get this they get this i'm like what this is not something that exists, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Dr. Seuss. It's Dr. Seuss. Nothing is real. You just go with it. Yeah, you can't question the goat. Yeah, exactly. Was there anything in this movie that you watched that made you question or put you off as an adult in any way? Not really. I mean, the main two things that stuck out to me was the part where Cindy Lou comes in and they say Cindy Lou's no more than two. But she's out here speaking in full sentences like, why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why, Santa? Yeah, it's interesting that she's about two in this one. And then in, I think, the 2000 version, she's like six or seven. Right. And then in the 2018 version, she's like nine or ten. So they just keep making her a little bit older. Right. Next, we're going to get her in her teenage years. It's like 25-year-old Cindy Lou still lives at home. She's rolling up. Right. Still's pizza from the night before stuck to her face. Not even pizza. Like pizza rolls. Something. <laughs> yeah, the only other thing that I that it really caught my eye in this is that the Grinch is like the smoothest thief ever. He's cold-blooded. I love it. Yeah. He just slips in and he's... First of all, that man, they like draw him obviously as kind of having a little beer gut. Yeah. But he slinks around. Like he's got the ab muscles of a god. Like he just... That man is agile. He's agile. He is flexible. He is strong. He's got core muscles for days. He does Pilates. Yeah, he's a CrossFit champion. He does yoga. He does Pilates in in Mount Crumpet. Y'all don't even know. You want his workout routine. Yes. (laughs) He's doing that I hate the who's P90X workout. (laughs) Each time they scream, he just does a a crunch. That is fantastic. He does two (laughs) push-ups. But what about you? Did you notice anything that kind of put you off or that you didn't notice before? No, not really. Obviously, the one thing that always makes me really sad is when Max has to drag the sleigh and Max is in charge of pulling the sleigh. But like, I don't know. They do it cute. Like you said, my only thing is that, you know, he's meaner to Max in this one than he is in the other one. But even in this one, he still likes Max. He doesn't, you know, abuse Max in any way. It's just, you know, Max has to do this thing. And then it's really funny because Max is like dangling. That's probably the only thing that I'm like, oh, that's sad. Poor Max. But also, I know it's a cartoon. So (laughs) the whole time I watch this, I'm like, justice for Max. He does everything. He's so cute. Justice for Max. Justice for Snoopy. (laughs) I have a list. He's so so loyal. He's so sweet. 
Do you think that you would have rewatched this without the podcast to prompt us? Do I really need to answer this? This is yes. <laughs> I absolutely would have rewatched this. There's no doubt in my mind that I would have rewatched this. <laughs> I mean, I have. I should specify. I have rewatched this already this year in quarantine, <laughs> and I would rewatch it again and again for Christmas. And again, I already have rewatched it for Christmas, yes. and I plan to watch it again before Christmas. So if and you better. Yeah, when this airs, I will have watched it probably another two times so <laughs> between when we're recording this and when this airs um so yeah what about you definitely this is on this is on our christmas countdown list every year yeah so even before we knew what movies we were doing for the podcast i had this on our christmas countdown list like, yeah this this was a no-brainer it's a given yeah it's just it's not only is it a holiday classic for us but for a lot of people so it's absolutely yes. worth revisiting and no christmas countdown is complete without a mean smelly stink stank stunk cringe. <laughs> like, stinky stanky stunky <laughs> i love that for him all right lex do we think that this holds up as an adult or were the rose-colored kid glasses a lot better it holds up (laughs) i don't know what else to say i feel like we're just being repetitive (laughs) at this point we all know it holds up (laughs) at this point we're just repetitive we loved it we loved it you're that's the only answer you're gonna get out of us we loved it we love it stop badgering (laughs) us okay calm down i don't like your tone All right, so How the Grinch Stole Christmas 1966 got an 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It received an astounding 100% on Rotten Tomatoes critic meter, a 97% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and five out of five stars on Common Sense Media. Mic drop. It's what it deserves. I I don't disagree with a single one of these except that the IMDb rating should be higher. I don't know why my mind just went to Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, it's 100%. It physically cannot get any higher step. Watch me. <laughs> Watch oh me raise it. No, but I agree. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so worth all of that hype. I love it. Absolutely. 100%. If you, for some reason, have lived in the woods your entire life or lived beneath, you know, a rock. Patrick Starr. Absolutely recommend this movie. <laughs> yeah, literally. All right, so our ratings from A plus to F minus, A plus being the best thing ever. We watched 2,700 times, never get tired of it. F minus being it was garbage. Lex, what do you give it? A plus. I feel like the I feel like the teacher from A Christmas Story when she draws A plus Ralphie on the walls and she just keeps going with the plus <laughs> plus plus plus. That is me right now. A plus. Yeah, I have to agree yeah. with that. Absolutely agree with that. All right. So now. We would like to have a special returning guest host a fun little festive game for us and for your enjoyment. We want to welcome back a crowd favorite, my husband, Tyler. Yay. Welcome to the star attraction. So we have a little game for everyone. Tyler will be hosting. Say hi to them. Oh, hello. Is that my prompt? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... At this point, everyone already recommended that you come back, so I feel like we should just give you the podcast at this point. <laughs> Great. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Chasing Childhood, starring Tyler. Just Tyler. We're out. We're done. <laughs> well, we're just going to focus today on trivia. Yay. Uh, because I know that that's All right, always let's do fun. It. Uh, however, I have a disclaimer real quick. Okay. Um, I'm scared. Which is that I know that the two of you know far too much about the Grinch. Yes. So correct. do we? We have some questions, and they're going to be very deep cuts. Oh no. 
Otherwise, you're just going to be flexing on us with your Grinch knowledge. All so right. I love oh, that. I'm so after excited. the deep cuts, then we'll move on to some other Christmas movie trivia. So I hope that you are ready. I'm ready. Oh, I'm so excited. I love a festive holiday game. Let's right. get it on. Let's do it. So we'll start with one that's probably like a 7 out of 10 for most people. I'm sure for you guys is a toss-up. So of all the gross body part descriptions uh, in the original song, where does the Grinch have termites? And by the way, you two in are a, a team. Oh, well, there you go. I was going to say you two are a smile. team. Yeah. This I isn't a competition. <laughs> yeah. I knew that this would be I thought so it was, easy I thought you. it was... I thought it was me against no, Steph. No, no, no. Was she was like, let me hit that buzzer real quick. <laughs> I was like, crushed it. It, it. it will get more difficult, and I will give you time to... Uh, great, great. ...to agree on a okay. On answer. <laughs> okay, of the two Grinch movies, so of the animated and the Jim Carrey movie... The two that matter, continue. Yeah. Are there other ones? Okay, yeah. we won't hold go on, there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? On Libby! Oh, we, can hear, we can hear a baby. This is the Libby and Tyler show now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> okay. Of the yes. two Grinch movies, mm-hmm. which is this quote from? Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little more. Can I weigh in my opinion? I think it's the 1966 version. Yes, it is. But he also says a very similar line as well in the 2000 version. He does, but he says means a little bit more. Yes, he does. You're right. That's our final answer, the 1966, right? Okay, so... Are we locking it in? <laughs> no, you are wrong. Uh, it is <gasps> right before Jim Carrey freaks out and screams, help me, I'm feeling. <laughs> For these, I thought there they is no it. reference to uh, stores. Or buying anything in oh, the Oh, okay, yeah. In the, in the original, he says, it came without packages, boxes, or bags. Oh, he says yes. that, which is, Correct. yes, yes. Oh man. See, you thought Listen, we, uh-huh, we weren't completely you. wrong. He said stores. He's trying to make it all detailed. Right? He forgot the word big. <laughs> I gave you the exact quote. He forgot me a little okay, bit next more. One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, here's a, here's a rapid fire yes. one. In the original Grinch, yeah. you guys will get... One imaginary point Great. for every name that you can name of the Who's decorations. Pantuka on oh. the ceiling. <laughs> she just remembers That Pantuka. is a point for Lexi. Because I want one. Um, oh, God. I'm trying to remember. Because they're all made up words. needle on the blessed <laughs> Christmas tree. Okay, um, so you got Pantuka. There's one that sounds very similar. Pan- Pantuba? Pan- Something like that. Smooga. It's something on the floor, because he says, hang the pantuka on the ceiling. A pampuna. Pampuna, yes. The pampuna on on the floor. Now, most of the rest are two words together. Wait, boo-hoo bricks? Ooh, yes. Boo-hoo bricks. It's specifically a hoo-boo-hoo brick. Um... There's My brain is dead. Wreaths? Yeah, there's wreaths. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have a who name for that. No. Nope. Would you uh, here? I will. I will help you, perhaps inspire you. The yes. first one I have on my list here is bingle balls. Oh, and hoo hoo fluff. Hoo 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 flu fluff. Oh, yep. There we go. She's gonna get fluff. all of these. My brain is melted. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Any more? Or are we? Uh, are we tapping out? <sighs> I can't think of a single one. They're all made up words. They I never are. committed them to memory because they're not real. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, we have Goo Goo Gums. Oh no. I'm not gonna Bizzle remember. Bizzle Bigs and Wums. Nope. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got the Hoo Boo Hoo Bricks. Yeah. The Bantukas yeah. and the Pampunas. Mm-hmm. Fuzzle Fuzz. <laughs> Fliffer nope. Bloofs. Nope. Wuzzle Was. 
Oh, my God. And who Flay? Nope, I wouldn't have remembered any of these. I can't believe I forgot the Wuzzle was. And, like, she's like, she's like, man, I put that up this year. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, no, I'm not going to remember any of these. I don't commit any of these fake names to memory. <laughs> Steph's like, it's just a movie, Tyler. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna we're gonna begin transitioning away from the Grinch, okay. but with one okay. vaguely Grinch-related trivia question. Okay. All right. What is the name of the 1977 ABC televised sequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh Lord. Um... Ooh, I'm excited. You guys didn't have this as one of your fun facts. No, I had no idea there was even a sequel. It won an Emmy for outstanding children's for program. What? Outstanding children's program. It's what the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, is, is it like Grinch and Max or something? Like, or Max's Big Day or something? Max's Playhouse or something? What is it? I'm mad. Halloween is Grinch Night. No, I no. don't like that. That's not real. No, this is, is real and it thing. is entirely on you. Get out. It won the 1978 <laughs> Emmy for Outstanding Children's Program. It once again proves that award shows don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Get out. Get out, Tyler. Yeah. That's not real. It's real. You can look it up on YouTube right now. I don't believe you. you. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. (laughs) Tyler was like, let me find the most obscure stuff that I I could possibly find on the internet and quiz you about it. I warned you. He had to read for five hours. They are deep cuts. They're too hard. (laughs) All right. How about this? This should be be a softball then. Okay. I thought you guys were ready for this. So what is the name of the fictional town where It's a Wonderful Life takes place? Oh, Lord. You act like I watch a, It's a Wonderful Life. New York City. We saw it, like, live in theater. When? With your mother. I thought that was A Christmas Carol. No, that was It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> I need you to understand. <laughs> I, my brain is melted. Oh, my goodness. Listen. The only thing I know about A Wonderful Life is, like, when they say, every time a bell rings, an angel, angel gets, gets its wings. wings. And I remember when he is in the bank and he's, like, shaking his uncle. He's like, where's the money? Where's the money? Isn't there a department store included, too, or something? No, that's Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, mm-hmm. see? That's Macy's. Yeah. I'm going to say the, yeah. the fictional wonderful world of Queens. All I can think of is the Gilmore Girls Stars Hollow. <laughs> I can't think of anything You're kind of close. It's Bedford Falls. Okay, sure. She's not close at all. That's not close at all. I don't know. He's trying to give me that one. It's closer than Queens. <laughs> I said fictional, Lexi. Fictional. Hey. Lexi's like, I've never been to Queens. Queens is made up. She's like, I've never been Doesn't there personally. <laughs> All right. It's a myth. It's a myth. <laughs> all right, Steph, you have to get this one. All right, maybe. <laughs> In Jingle All what the Way. What about me? Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. What popular holiday toy was he trying to get for oh, his it's son? it's that action Something figure. man. It's Something the, man. It's uh, the Turbo Man? Yes. Turbo, Turbo Man. man. Ding, ding, yes. Ding, ding, ding. yes, yes, I knew that one. Yes. Good, good, good. Yes, yes, yes. Turbo Man. I got half like, point. I'm Turbo Man. <laughs> Set your Arnold impression. That's the only. Yours is much better than mine. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't ask me what the side, what the sidekick character name was that I nobody need wanted. Man. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> nobody wants a booster. <laughs> booster. Get out of here, booster. We want Turbo Man. We want the doll. <laughs> All right. Next up. In Love Actually, Ooh. the intertwining love story. You know I've never most... seen this. <laughs> Don't interrupt me while I'm asking my questions. <laughs> oh my god! Show some respect for your In host, Love Stephanie. Actually, 
The intertwining love stories landed most of the main characters in a school concert. Okay. What song was being performed at that concert? I have no idea. I've never seen it. No. I can give a hint. Yeah, do it. Yes. It's a contemporary... All I want, oh all I God. want for Christmas is you, is, Mariah Carey. You are correct. That's the only one that I can think of that's gosh. contemporary or like Kelly Clarkson. It was. Wow. Uh, bonus points if you can name uh, what position of world power Hugh Grant is in. Prime is Minister. Movie? Correct. The UK Prime Minister Hugh Grant. Good for him. Yes. High aspirations. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, another question that requires some preempting, but I believe all three of us are on the same page here. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes. Are we all in agreement? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. We're people of taste. (laughs) (laughs) In Die Hard, John McClane delivers a Christmas-themed message. Yes. By writing it on a sweatshirt. What was that message? No idea. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Close. There was some additional words with that. It's... He also said, I mean, it's it's ho, 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 and then it's uh, now I have a gun, or now I have, like, whatever gun the guy had. Yeah. Now I have a machine gun. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Yes. <laughs> wow. I knew this, and I did not know the names of the decorations in the Grinch, but I remember every detail of Die Hard. <laughs> I am so glad you knew that, because I think I've only seen Die Hard twice. I could just hear Alan Rickman in my head going, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, that is certainly the iconic yes. delivery. Right. A back-to-back two-parter here. Mm-hmm. In Home Alone, the original, yes. what was the destination the family was flying to visit when Kevin was left behind? France. Paris, France. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I assume that you can tell what the follow-up question is going to be Go in Home for Alone it. 2. Kevin found himself on a plane to New York. Where did the rest of the family end up? Florida. Florida. <laughs> Specifically? Orlando. Orlando? Miami. Miami. Yeah. Correct. You two were in a perfect <laughs> sync. It's kind of scary. <laughs> All right. We will finish with the final uh, trivia question from my personal favorite Christmas movie. Ooh. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, what was Clark Griswold's holiday bonus? Jelly of the Month Club. A coupon, not a membership. What was the uh, uh, length of term? For one year. Of the, the membership. One year, yeah. A one-year membership to, to the, the Jelly, Jelly of, of the, the Month, Month Club. Club. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving all year round. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> Crapper's full. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Tyler, for joining us. We appreciate your company as always. Yeah. You guys got 73% of my trivia questions correct. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a solid C-. minus. I appreciate that. Thank you for humbling us at all times. <laughs> yes. You're welcome. Thank you for letting us know we are average. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a gold sticker. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Go do your laundry. I know you're dying to. <laughs> I was going to wish everybody happy holidays, but yeah, no, I'll just go. <laughs> I'll go Get clean. out of our podcast. It's not yours yet. Okay, goodbye. Bye, I'm Felicia. Now. All right. Thanks again, Tyler, for joining us. Now let's get into part two of our Grinch review. I could not be more excited for this one. This is my 
favorite movie. Steph mentioned in our Nightmare Before Christmas episode that that film was her favorite comfort movie. Well, this 2000 Grinch film is mine. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the 2000 version, is an American Christmas fantasy comedy film directed by Ron Howard. It was the first Dr. Seuss book to be adapted into a full-length feature film. Oh, wow. The film is narrated by Anthony Hopkins and stars Jim Carrey in the title role, along with several other amazing actors and actresses in supporting roles, like Taylor Momsen, Jeffrey Tambor, Christine Baranski, Bill Irwin, and Molly Shannon. All right, so for those of you who have been living under Mount Crumpet or maybe haven't seen this in a long time, Steph is going to give us a summary of the plot. Inside a snowflake exists the magical land of Whoville, wherein live the Who's, an almost mutated sort of munchkin-like people who all love Christmas. Just outside of their beloved town lives the Grinch, played by Jim Carrey, a nasty creature that hates Christmas and plans to steal it from the Who's, which he equally abhors. Little Cindy Lou Who, played by Taylor Momsen, decides to befriend the Grinch. All right. Thank you for that. And that was written by Film Freak on IMDb. So let's get into some fun facts. All right. My first fun fact is that according to Rick Baker, the prosthetic makeup Jim Carrey wore took about two hours to apply and one hour to remove. During an appearance from Jim Carrey on The Graham Norton Show, he said that he felt so confined and uncomfortable in the latex skin that he actually sought counseling from a CIA agent who taught him torture resistance techniques. Wow. I think I saw that episode, too. He said it, he yeah. literally compared it to being buried alive. Yeah. He said it was it was so painful and so right. just difficult to be in that costume, especially the contacts. Apparently, they, I know they had to like digitally put yeah. in the contacts at certain points during the film because he just couldn't wear them so yeah so it's just crazy it was so painful and so horrible to be in that costume and that makeup um that he actually had to get training from cia agents yeah and he said on day one he pulled a uh, tim burton and put a hole through a wall <laughs> he kicked a hole through a wall um, <laughs> and told ron howard he couldn't do it so that's that's insane that he did all that for this yeah I mean, amazing. It came out wonderfully. So good on him. Right. Oh, my goodness. One funny thing about this film that I noticed when doing research and stuff and kind of can't unsee now is that this film gives a nod to other classic Dr. Seuss books. So, for example, after the Grinch leaves Whoville for the second time, the camera pans up to a statue of an elephant in reference to Horton Hears a Who, which, by the way, Jim Carrey voices the animated version in 2008. <laughs> also, when the Grinch is sucking up all the presents at the Lou's house, there is a goldfish in a bowl, which is a reference to Dr. Seuss's Cat in the Hat. Aww. Yeah, and lastly, in the final scene, Cindy Lou Who passes Max a plate of green eggs and ham. Aww, that's so cute. Yeah, in reference to Dr. Seuss's 1960 green eggs and ham book. Oh my god, that's precious. Isn't but that also, adorable? that's super clever how they included all of those, because you don't notice them on the first watch, and as you kind of go through, you might see them. I definitely did not notice the green eggs and ham one. Yeah. On my first watch, but later I think I read that somewhere or like watched it on something that they were like, oh, we included this little detail. And then I saw it, obviously, oh going forward. You're better than me. I literally have seen this movie 50,000 times and I <laughs> never even noticed that it was green eggs and ham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my last fun fact is just some really interesting and fun improv that Jim Carrey did. 
The first one is his line, probably one of his most famous lines in this movie that a lot of people will quote or put on memes is his 6.30 p.m. dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. <laughs> that was entirely improvised. That was not in the script. No one wrote that. He just came up with that on the spot, which is so funny. Oh, my gosh. And then... The other one, which I always thought was a gag written into the script, is actually when the Grinch pulls the sheet off of the table, all of the silverware was scripted to fall off with the sheet. But <laughs> Jim Carrey actually did pull the sheet off so well that when nothing came off, he went back and ruined the table. And that's the shot that they kept. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am so curious to see how much of it was, script was uh, scripted and how much of it was improv yeah, I mean, I know the scene also when he is sort of pretending to be a director and is trying to talk Max into being a reindeer. That's yeah. also not scripted. That's an entire monologue that he just did offhandedly making fun of the director. I love that. Wait, so that was him making fun of Ron Howard in that scene? Yeah, that was literally him pretending to be Ron Howard. And Ron Howard thought it was so funny that he kept it in the movie. I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our last fun fact is that Jim Carrey was suggested for the title role by Audrey Geisel, who is the widow of Dr. Seuss, and she controlled the rights to the book. She also suggested Jack Nicholson, Dustin Hoffman, and Robin Williams for the role. Well, I'm glad Jim Carrey got it because I think he's the most perfect person for it. So many people say he is such a bad, like, overactor and he just does way too much. And I think that the Grinch is the perfect role for him to play because it is so over the top and he's allowed to go there. Yeah, exactly. I think the only other person that would have been good is Robin Williams. But even then, I can't unsee Jim Carrey in this role. Yeah, as I'm thinking about them, Jack Nicholson, I feel like, would be too dark or would be too twisted yeah. of, a, of a Grinch. I feel like Dustin Hoffman would be too serious. And then I feel like Robin Williams, as much as I love Robin Williams, I feel like yeah. he's in a lot of people's eyes is very much like a Disney person. So he's very much like yeah. the most heartwarming. And I think Jim Carrey really is a good middle between being super heartwarming and then also having a little crass humor, a little, uh, a little spice a little in there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And one of the things that we saw while we were reviewing and researching for this as well was that Tim Burton was in talks about being director for this film. Right. So I think that it depends on who the director was because I think Jack Nicholson and, and Dustin Hoffman might have been a little a little right. darker. So I think they might have suited a Tim Burton version much better. But like we said, Jim Carrey's perfect in this role. Yeah, definitely. All right, Lex. How much did we actually watch this as kids? All the time. All the time. I still watch this every single day. Yeah. Like <laughs> You really do. Anytime I can't sleep, anytime I'm sad, this movie comes on. Yeah. Without a second thought. The first one for a long time was my absolute favorite. And then yeah. obviously this one came along in 2000. So I was still pretty young when this one came out. Right. My parents didn't like this one as much. I don't think they understood the humor, but I obviously yeah. was obsessed because I was like, it's the Grinch and it's live action and it's funny and the humor is weird and wild. And yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it a lot. I watched this one growing up once it came out equal as many times, I think, as I watched the other one, the 1966. Right. And I feel like for our parents, it might be the same thing where... It's a remake. Yeah. So they're so used to the original that they automatically criticize the next remake. Right. Just because the original is so good. But yeah, we watched this all the time. All the time. Yep. So what did you remember? What was what was significant about it from what you remembered during your childhood? So what I remember is that do you 
I can't believe I'm going to bring this up, but th- I'm going to oh, no. do our first discussion of oh, video no. games on this podcast. <gasps> do you Please. remember there was the PS1 game for this? And then there was a PS1 or PS2 game for PS2. this. PS2. Yes. Still, the Grinch I, I game. I am not kidding. I have my PS2, my, my old PS2 hooked up in my room. And I play the Grinch game maybe once a month, month, once or twice a month. And it is still awesome. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's that. And then I had, I actually, at the time that this came out, there was a Game Boy Color uh, or Game Boy. Yeah, it was a Game Boy Color Grinch game that came out as well to match this. And I played that all the time. Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember, I like played that and then I lost it. And then I had to go buy one off of eBay. And I like begged my dad to, to get it off of eBay because I was like eight and I didn't know how to use eBay. So I remember like those, especially from when we were kids, because this was like this movie came out and they put all this, you know, big budget into it and they put these video games out to go with it. And then I just remember my favorite character, who is still my absolute favorite character in this movie, is Martha May Huvier. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I love Christine Baranski, and she was my favorite character by far. I thought she was so funny and so cool, and I just love the scene when she is stringing up all those lights, and she's got the cannon, and it just shoots all the lights onto her house. She is so extra in the best way possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that that was the biggest, the, the two biggest things I think yeah. that I remember. What about you? Oh, my gosh. So, like you said, the video game. I, when the pandemic started, I felt so nostalgic. Even just starting this, this podcast, I was feeling so nostalgic and just needed something to clear my mind. So, I found the PS2 in our garage and I went searching for the <laughs> Grinch game and it stopped working like the second time I no. played it. So I, I literally went on Amazon and got a whole other disc for my PlayStation. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was. And then, of course, the original one that initially stopped working when I tried to play it started working again magically. So I have two Grinch games now. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, I remember, like you said, Christine Baranski is by far one of the best characters. Oh, yeah. I remembered most, or what I remembered most was I always wanted to go through the tube. Yes. The dump it to crumpet tube. It looked like so much fun how they just slid up and down from Mount Crumpet on this huge giant slide. And then I obviously remembered... The part where he steals Christmas, because like you said before, that is the most nostalgic part and the most iconic part, because it's the whole reason why we're here. Right. (laughs) And then I think what I remembered as well is the whole you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch part. Right. Because in this one, he goes so into depth about like how he's making everything. Like you see everything. Yeah. And um, just the part where he's like, I asked for three quarters, not five, eight. Stay focused. (laughs) Like stuff like that. It's just all the little lines, like the most iconic lines from the movie just stick in my brain. So yeah, definitely. So even rewatching it as an adult, I know we're about to get into that. It's it's so fun. It's so fun to rewatch constantly. All right. Well, what was it like for us to rewatch as an adult? Or I guess I should say, what has it been like for you to rewatch as an adult? What are your favorite parts? What hasn't it been like? (laughs) That's the real question. I love this movie. Like, I cannot, I can't say enough good things about it. What about you? Like, I I don't know how to describe it, how to go through this, because I love this movie so much. Yeah. I mean, for me, I love it. I think... 
it's really good. It's still super cute. There's obviously raunchy things that you get more now uh, when you're an adult than you do when you're a kid. Obviously, there's some that are very obvious, you know, when the Grinch lands on Martha May after he comes out of the trash chute. You know, everybody can tell what that one is. But yeah, there's other ones where, you know, I think... So there's a part where the babies are coming down from the sky, and apparently that's how babies are made. They're trying yeah. to explain to Cindy Lou. And one baby lands on a Who's doorstep, and he opens it, opens it up, and he's like, honey, our baby's here. And then he goes, it looks just like your boss. And obviously, <laughs> the implication there um, yeah. that you don't get when you're a kid. You're just like, I don't get it. Did the wrong baby come to their house? Right. Or even in that same scene where they... With- they peer in at a at a party and there's a whole swigger thing like a whole bowl yeah there's like a whole swigger yeah, thing like, <laughs> oh my gosh i completely missed that as a kid and now looking back at it i'm like whoa like <laughs> whoa yeah now you're like oh my god they put Scarred that in children's movie but like obviously even when you're a kid you still don't know because when i was a kid i still looked at that and i thought oh they're making sure they don't drink and drive like yeah. you know I, I thought in an innocent term and now that i'm an adult i'm like oh my god <laughs> And maybe they were. It's Whoville. We don't know. Yeah, maybe they. Maybe there were innocent connotations there. Not right. so much when you look at the background of the party, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I love how realistic they make Whoville in this. Yeah. It's really beautiful. The light contests, the shopping, the postal service, the just design of the whole thing. Everything is so spot on for, I feel like, how a Christmas town would look yeah during the holidays have I told you I think I've told you this before but I've been to the actual Whoville here in you better stop I've been to the Whoville here in Universal you better at Universal stop. Studios I went twice I think and I my dream is to go one day during Grinchmas which is where they actually have a Grinch character they do like a really good Jim Carrey impression mm-hmm. um, and they walk around the Whoville set and yeah I've been to it it's it's smaller than you would think I think some of it was done on that physical Universal Studios, you know, lot set, or maybe it was just put there after they did it. I think a lot of it was also recorded indoors. Just break my heart, why don't you? It's fine. But no, but it's really cool when you actually go there. The set is still like super beautiful and there's parts of it that you can definitely point out and be like, I remember that from the movie. I remember that from the movie. So yeah, it's it's really cool. One day I'll take you. I was about to say, until I go there, I'm still going to be hurt <laughs> that you went without me. But um. Yeah, I uh, I'm so mad that you went without me. <laughs> I didn't know that it was there until I went. <laughs> no, but honestly, that sounds really cool. And I I need to go. But I will say in this one, watching it as an adult, the only scene that kind of confused me at a point was the Cindy Lou singing part. Oh, really? I didn't really feel like it was that necessary, and it was just kind of I obviously knew it was coming, right? But rewatching it from a more critical standpoint and taking notes on it, you were like, "Why do we need a musical number at this point?" Yeah, but even then, later on, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch comes in too, so it's not like it's the only musical number in the entire film. So yeah, but overall, I just I I'm too biased. I could literally quote this entire film. There are memes out there that say, if a stranger came up to you and held a weapon to your head and told you to say an entire movie, (laughs) like go through an entire movie, or you're going to die, which movie would you pick? For me, it would be this movie. I could start off, I wouldn't even miss a beat. I would just be like, inside a snowflake, like the one on your sleeve, like. (laughs) (laughs) You just line by line. I just love this too much. Yeah, no, for sure. I think my only 
critical part would be that they don't need that scene where he flies out and lands on Martha May. I don't think that's super necessary. I think that was crude just for the sake of being crude. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was very much that sort of the type of humor style from right. you know, the year 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001. I think it was just sort of a lesser humor style. But yeah. yeah, other than that, there's not really anything else I think I would change. I think it's funny, though, that you mentioned that she has the only musical number when Taylor Momsen went on to become the lead singer of an enormously popular <laughs> rock band called The Pretty Reckless. Oh, my gosh. I will say rewatching this as an adult, too. I just realized a few weeks ago that one of the Grinch's moms or one of the Grinch's caretakers when he was a baby uh-huh. is the lady from Austin Powers. No, wait, who, which lady? Is her name uh, Frau Unibrow, the one with the unibrow? <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait a second. She's the one with the gray hair. Yeah. And they give her the, the curvy nose or the, I should say, they give her the, the who knows. That's why I didn't recognize her. Yes. But I, I was confused during one part so you know how the part where the the babies fly in and he hits he hits a baby and the baby flies away yes so in my mind i'm thinking what went wrong to make the grinch or is there a whole village full of grinch people that the wind just blew him into whoville on accident i think they say that don't they say a strange wind blew that night and like blew in like the wrong baby so yeah i think he's probably from the village like cindy lou's cindy lou whose dad calls them a what instead of a who yeah so there's probably a whole village or town of what's and he blew in with the wrong (laughs) babies and then ended up in whoville instead oh snap there's a whole town full of grumpy people who just hate christmas (laughs) literally (laughs) oh my gosh i love how how independent and smart cindy lou who is in this yeah like i love that she even takes on the the mayor head on by quoting the rule book that they live by as well but where are her parents they're in there you saw them they're standing there there. i mean they're not gonna tell her no because she's being smart no not just that but every time she goes to mount crumpet She's there like 99% of the time and they just, they don't know where she is ever. Oh no. Yeah. They like lose her in the crowd and then they're like, what are you doing playing in the snow? Come on. Everything's about to start. And it's like, where do you know where your children go? I mean, to be fair, her brothers also ended up on there and the parents were like, oh, they're probably just playing with matches and, you know, defacing public property. And it's like, do you guys have any concept of child rearing at all? (laughs) Or like keeping your children in your home? Like, (laughs) right. I mean, I can assume that the crime rates in Whoville will are pretty minuscule but at the same time pretty low yeah at the same time it's it's just the dad's just working in the post office (laughs) all the time and the mom's just worried about her light contest i'm like are y'all worried about your children literally like (laughs) about your children becoming criminals right (laughs) oh my gosh i definitely want one of those pink candy cane costumes though oh same same they're such a mood they're so cute i need one in my life sometime today like or is it sometime today? Sometime in the near future, I need one. I need one like yesterday. They are so cute. I'm down for a little candy cane suit. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then my last note is that I feel like I'm a Grinch 11 months out of the year. But when December comes, I am a who. <laughs> You're fully a who. I'm full on a who without the nose. I feel like that too. I feel like I mean, I don't hate Christmas most of the year, but I feel like I'm super grumpy. And then I hit like October, November, December, and I'm at my full power. 
<laughs> right. So, Lex, is this something that we would have rewatched without the podcast prompting yes. us? Yes. I was say, I feel like this goes without saying. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even have to finish the question. Yes. It's yes. just the answer for this movie is always yes. Yes. I'm literally always... <laughs> we're, we both watch this movie all the time. This yes. is probably, like I, like I said weeks ago, is second only to... A Nightmare Before Christmas. Like it's yeah. <laughs> And now that it's on Netflix, it is a wrap. This is all I'm watching at night. Yep, exactly. And it never gets old. Never gets old, which I feel like, again, makes us redundant already answering, but does it hold up as an adult or were the rose-colored yes. kid glasses better? <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I'm just like not even, yeah, yeah. not even letting you finish any, any questions. We're just, we're just rolling through. Yeah, it's, it holds up. It really, really holds up. If not, is better to watch as an adult so you can get all of the jokes. Yeah. All the humor, all the adult humor, all the innuendos. Yep. It's just fun. It's a fun time. Yeah, 100%. All right. So How the Grinch Stole Christmas received a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. What? It gets worse. <gasps> a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes critic meter. Stop. A 56% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but we were saved a little bit by Common Sense Media, which gave it a 4 out of 5. <laughs> I'm so insulted. <laughs> <laughs> seriously if you want to insult me or break my heart just tell me you dislike this movie i will 100 percent fight you on the spot absolutely without hesitation i am so hurt yeah i might go steal someone's christmas now like i might <laughs> i just it goes to show that people don't have taste and that's fine they're entitled yeah. to be classless heathens right the lack of appreciation for jim carrey it's just rude it's just rude. It's just rude. Oh my gosh, I can't get over that. Okay, so on a on a scale of A plus to F minus, how would you rate this film? A plus being the best thing ever, you would rewatch it a million times and never get tired of it. <laughs> or F minus being it was garbage. Yeah, no, it's always gonna be an A plus. It's always gonna be an A plus. <laughs> there's there's no other rating for me. It's an F minus for me. So I'm okay. I, hate. I was about to be like, are you feeling okay? Could you imagine if I was just, if I just switched up all of a sudden and hated it because we were reviewing it? <laughs> like, no, this million and one time that I've seen this is the last straw. I'm over it. But no, 100% A plus, A plus, A plus, A plus. A plus across the board. Yes. And if you would like to watch this film, it is on Netflix and they do play it many many times on freeform's 25 days of christmas and the funny thing about that is that freeform actually has they're the only place that has the extended version they stream it every time they play the movie oh. so actually if you have this movie on dvd or vhs <laughs> if anyone still has those <laughs> or even on netflix it doesn't have any added scenes in it but if you watch it on freeform they have actually a lot of deleted scenes included in the freeform cut oh that's awesome yeah so there's a lot of scenes that i have never seen before in that cut and it's the only place you can get it like i own the dvd and it's not even in the deleted scene section wow that's awesome well keep an eye out for that everybody yeah all right well with all that being said we do have a little announcement for everyone we will not have an episode next week because of holiday travel plans um, or just general holiday plans. Lex and I will not be available to record an episode for next week. However, we will be picking back up where we left off on January 6th. So don't worry, we won't be gone for too long. Hmm. 
Yeah, don't you worry your pretty little heads. We'll be back in the new year. So we hope everyone has an amazing Christmas. Stay safe. Hold your loved ones close in accordance to CDC guidelines. (laughs) And be jolly, everyone. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a beautiful, happy, happy holiday season. Yep. Happy holidays, everyone. Whatever you celebrate, stay safe and enjoy. Bye, everybody. Bye.